to Bad Movie Sunday. I'm Ashley. I'm Amy. And if you're new here, we are a podcast that watches bad movies so you don't have to. We'll roast them. We toast them. And we're going to have so much fun today, my guy. If you've read the title, you know that today's movie is the nostalgic classic, The Tooth Fairy, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's so good. I saw this as a kid. I loved it. Um, did you see this one when you were a kid? Oh my god, uh, absolutely. My, I had it, like, <laughs> downloaded, uh, uh, to, uh, my home drive so I could watch it anytime. Um, <laughs> this was, like, one of my favorite movies. Okay, not one of my favorite, but, like, I watched this all the time growing up. I don't know about you. Girl, same. <laughs> oh my god, this movie and... This one I would always mix up with the Vin Diesel movie, The Pacifier, because it's two, like, they're both, like, big buff guys taking care of children and having a heart. Anyway, that's a good <laughs> no, one, too, no, if you haven't seen it. That's really true. I haven't seen it. Um, I remember seeing uh, the title and a and, uh, poster for that um, about the time when I saw the Tooth Fairy for the time. I'm thinking, hmm, that looks too grown up for me. <laughs> And uh, so I didn't watch it, um, even though I watched this, and I assume that they're pretty much the same movie. Yeah, honestly, they're, they're pretty uh, pretty much the same. You, you gotta, now though, now that you're all grown up, uh, you gotta go watch it, because it's really good. And Vin Diesel, isn't it? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, um, I'm uh, a grown-up now, can make my own decisions. I am mature enough to watch Vin Diesel's The Pacifier now. I've been waiting all my life for this moment. Finally led up to this. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Um, you've earned your grown-up card. You can now go watch Vin Diesel's The Pacifier. Taking out my pacifier, put it in Vin Diesel's mouth, because I'm a grown-up bitch. <laughs> I can watch The Pacifier now. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys haven't heard of the, the legendary Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie, The Tooth Fairy. I've got a little summary here for you. The summary says, A hockey player breaks a little girl's heart when he tells her that there is no tooth fairy. Soon he is summoned to the fairy world and punished to serve two weeks as a real-life tooth fairy. Um, you know the great thing about not having this summary in front of me and just hearing you? Um, say it, is that I thought you were just gonna stop after Vin Diesel breaks a little girl. <laughs> breaks a little girl. Hey, uh, Vin Diesel breaks a little girl. The plot hey, of the uh, pacifier and this movie. <laughs> Vin Diesel goes up to a, 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 a child playground. Not that there's any other type of playground. Uh, steals some children, breaks them in half with his bare hands to show his strength. I love that movie. Vin Diesel, as a show of dominance, <laughs> breaks a little girl just in half, like a magician, but without the saw. Vin, Vin Diesel and Dwayne The Rock Johnson go head to head to see who can break in half more uh, innocent, scared little children. <laughs> Vin Diesel, who is not even in this movie, jumps into Dwayne The Rock Johnson's world and fights him to the death <laughs> to determine... Who will be the ultimate uh, child fighter? You know how in like the fifth Fast and Furious, Vin Diesel and Dwayne the Rock Johnson are like 
kind of kind of rivals you know this is the prequel to that this is <laughs> uh i know we learn why they're rivals in the fifth fast and furious but um this is the unofficial official seek a uh, prequel sequel prequel whichever one works canonically uh where we find out their very intimate backstory um, of breaking children <laughs> sequel slash prequel the 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 fast and the tooth fairy the fast and the tooth fairy the the tooth and the toothiest well <laughs> <laughs> the the fast and the toothiest yeah <laughs> The fast and the toothiest, they are breaking children, <gasps> they're breaking children to get their teeth, to be like a fucking shark, to see who many, how many fucking teeth they can fit into, they got rows of teeth in there. <laughs> to, to fit into their own mouths. <laughs> um, where else would you put them? You gotta, gotta fit them all, the whole root, ew. <laughs> you know, I'm picturing it, I don't know if I like this movie anymore, <laughs> just the, just the whole roof of their mouth is just just teeth (laughs) (laughs) i have not seen uh this movie before but i remember one of our good middle school friends telling us about the movie called teeth do you remember this were you there for that she was telling us about the movie called teeth where they got teeth in their (laughs) so what i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna stop you right there um <laughs> what <laughs> the, g- the girl in the movie teeth she got teeth <laughs> in her kuchiku i i know we we have we get we do a lot of goofs on this podcast right come up with uh, a lot of bad movie ideas ourselves i i like who could possibly come up with that you know like <laughs> who's like hey uh you know those, those sick sexy chompers we got in the in our top half of our body what if we had more of them uh you know you gotta spread them out they can't just be on the top on the top half uh it's gotta be even <laughs> you know somebody <laughs> Somebody out there is uh, a true literary genius to be able to pen such an imaginative script <laughs> about a girl who has teeth in her hee-hoo. <laughs> you know, why, why stop at the hmm, huh? Why not uh, teeth as fingernails, hmm? Uh, you can mass up, mash up your food. You know how they say don't play with your food? Uh, you could if you had uh, teeth for fingernails, also toenails. Um, <laughs> you know. What if you, what if you had uh, teeth between your toes for no reason <laughs> at all? <laughs> <sighs> this is we're starting to create a a a, a bane of God here. Um, <laughs> just the absolute nightmare monster. What if you had, you know how you have like little, little hairs all over your body, like on your arms, on wherever, um, how about like baby teeth? Oh God, oh God, you know what, I was, (laughs) I was just thinking something like that, you know how, uh, I'm pretty sure 
I've heard that in like the in the Bible, the original like descriptions of what angels look like are these horrific demon-esque fucking things with eyes all over their body. Um, which uh, as someone who's trypophobic, um, that's not a nice image for me. Uh, but replace those eyes with teeth, just mantras everywhere. Just a you can have a whole uh, exoskeleton of teeth. Of teeth. <laughs> I think we as humans need that because we're so soft, so fleshy. There's no, you know, protect. How, how are we going to protect our bones when someone wants to steal our bones? We can't. But if we had teeth, like, we could chomp on them, I guess. Oh, but you know what? Someone wants to, <laughs> someone wants to steal our bones? Dude, if we had teeth fucking everywhere, we could play catch the flag with that shit. Just, you know, you want to take a fucking tooth off my elbow? I'll take one off your forehead. You've got the most <laughs> teeth at the end. You know, no, that's take how... my unicorn tooth <laughs> on my forehead. That's how, that's how we measure uh, class in this um, utopian future we've created, is whoever has the most uh, teeth armor plating. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that you said utopian and not dystopian, because this is a world that I do want to live in, a, a world full of teeth where we can just celebrate teeth and collect teeth and, you know, have teeth all over our bodies. Hmm, yeah, which is exactly what I've always wanted. It may not be, like, shall we say, the, the, the prettiest <laughs> sight to behold, but it, it might be just the most uh, protective, you know? Someone tries to come at you with a knife, you're like, teeth, bitch! in the way what are you gonna do about it you can't oh but here's the thing are people gonna need the you to use like external tools like why would i use a knife to cut my toast when i have teeth all over my fingers that i can i can just saw through that crunchy piece of bread you know we're gonna evolve past all of all of that ultimately uh, saving us money. We don't have to buy knives or screwdrivers or, you know, anything um, that we would use as a tool normally. And also we don't have to buy, like, uh, uh, shields to shield. Because we got teeth. <laughs> we got teeth as shields. You know, as you just go to the store and buy shields. <laughs> I'm just going on my daily Target run to get some shields. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America wouldn't have to <laughs> wouldn't have to go and repair his shield after every uh, movie because oh I got my teeth I got my teeth in my shield you see wow you know what that is that you bring up a very good point on it the the uh, economic prosperity that this land would bring you don't have to buy fucking potato mashers you don't have to buy well, I can't think of anything else, but you don't need any potato mashers. Because we got, need... we got some mashers right here. You don't need gardening tools, right? Uh, digging, uh, no, no shovel when you're digging your, your garden, no problem. Because you got teeth. Uh, you got some of those back molars on your fingers. They, they can cut through whatever tough soil you got on going on in your garden. Oh, you want to fucking till your soil? You got those little... The vampire ones in the front, whatever they're called. 
Oh my god, no more, uh, uh, no, no more digging, just punching. That's, you know what? Just punching. That's the, uh, tagline of the future. Just munching, just punching. <laughs> no digging, only munching, only punching. Lot of teeth. <laughs> wow. Well, this is an absolutely horrific monstrosity, uh, of a future that we've created, and yet also a very practical one, I have to say. <laughs> Um, sadly, though, this movie takes a, a much less creative route to the term tooth fairy, in that it's just a, a person with regular teeth, um, only in their mouth. Unfortunately, <laughs> because now, just to explore our world that we've unfortunately created for another half a minute, um, the tooth fairies in our world, like, what, what, they wouldn't even... Either they wouldn't exist at all, right? Because everyone has so many teeth. Or they would be working double time. Because would we lose, like, the teeth on the rest of our bodies? Who knows? This is a, a, a question for the anthropologists and scientists of our world. Not for oh, us. Girl, I didn't even think of that. I mean, we thought we were going to be fucking rolling because... You know, we didn't have to buy potato mashers or gardening tools or whatever. But the bank we would, the absolute bank we would make on on uh, losing our thousands of teeth. Oh, girl, we're going to have so many <laughs> little, uh, uh, awful little child stars <laughs> that are just uh, very, you know how like when kids get rich, let me, let me reward that. You know when uh, kids get rich? I don't know how to say that. <laughs> they kind of uh, turn out not so great as uh, as an adult. Uh, we're going to have a lot of those because lots of kids are going to be absolutely rolling in dough with the uh, fucking $5,000 they're making off losing their teeth every year. They're going to be raking in that moolah, literally, because they can. you can rake with all these external teeth on your body <laughs> as, a, as a literal rake. So we're going to be raking in that, that dough. Mm, honestly, very practical, I have to say. Now, part of the reason that we chose this movie for season two, our toasting season, other than the fact that, you know, we both love this movie as a kid um i remember you messaging me about some kind <laughs> of to tooth fairy idea that you had what what was that well here's okay <laughs> here's here's why we decided to do this i um like a couple weeks ago i was going through my like notes app in my phone uh to try to get get rid of stuff there's a bunch of notes about like this is something I had to get done that it was like a two years ago and I'm like I don't need this note anymore so I was going through deleting some stuff off my phone <laughs> and I found this one uh memo which I do not remember writing um I somehow either like blacked out <laughs> or had a dream about it and wrote it down and forgot about it but I do not remember writing this down um <laughs> Let me read you this note real quick. Um, <laughs> tooth fairy. Secret black market tooth ring. 
combo. Wow. <laughs> you have kind of predicted uh, an event that happens in this movie. Which was, uh, you know what? I was just thinking that. <laughs> which we'll go over later, but there is a black market tooth dude played by Seth MacFarlane for some reason uh, near the end of this movie. And it only happens for like a, a minute and a half. But there's so much more to potentially be explored in the black market tooth ring, you know? Uh, yeah, the implication that, that, that this brings up. And okay. Even let me, we're digging the. This isn't the end of the note. Tooth fairy secret black market tooth ring, comma. Humans are unknowingly putting more into circulation, comma. Teeth equals fairy currency. Three exclamation marks. Three question marks, comma. We're selling our teeth. <laughs> now let's take a minute to process this information, right? Because here's what, I look at this note and I'm like, what kind of fucking crack was I on? <laughs> um, I don't remember writing this. But then I took a moment, because I sent this to Amy and we were like goofing off about it. But then we were thinking, right? Hold, hold on a minute. This is straight up a, a good idea. <laughs> Thanks to uh, uh, past me, I guess. Um, right, okay, let's think about this whole thing. So, child, is a child and they <laughs> uh lose their tooth tooth is loose they pluck it out put it under their pillow tooth fairy comes takes that they leave money they take the tooth but say right that that tooth fairy currency is those teeth then we as humans when we lose our teeth are just putting more money into the system right <laughs> So we're, like, literally, because we're getting paid for it, we're literally selling our teeth. And if the Tooth Fairy had this secret black market tooth ring where, where they uh, sell, uh, uh, you know, <coughs> teeth, maybe some teeth are more valuable than others, we're, like, helping this fairy crime unknowingly. Oh, my God. Okay, as you were saying that, I just had a thought. So if if the tooth fairies, we're going to go full like conspiracy mode on this. If the tooth fairies are buying our teeth from us, right? Because in the movie, uh, the tooth fairy takes the tooth from under the pillow and they give like a dollar or something. Where are they getting their human money, their dollars, their, their <sighs> real human currency? Now, here's what I'm thinking, right? You know how in this movie there are, there are tooth fairies with wings and without wings, which we'll talk about a little a little later. Yes, but yes, the yes. tooth <laughs> the tooth fairies with wings are the ones out there in the field collecting the teeth from the sleeping children, and the tooth fairies without wings are doing like the more menial tasks, the administrative tasks. They're like training the the real tooth fairies. But what if there's a certain group? of of tooth fairies without wings that are just out there in the human world uh selling their souls to to do like one of them works at home depot to like get <laughs> to rake in the cash so they can hand it out to the children because they don't really care about money money all they want is the teeth that's their currency that's what they care about so they have to like <gasps> have tooth fairies out in our world working nine to five jobs so they can make money so they can pay the children for their teeth right 
you know what? Straight up. Okay, because we got to think about the logistics of this. That is such a good point. Okay, tooth fairies, right? I mean, I don't know how uh, uh, tooth fairy inflation works or anything, but for the most part, I feel like you as when you lose a tooth, you get a dollar, right? Maybe sometimes two dollars if you're uh, old. I know sometimes when I was uh, getting getting older in in my age, <laughs> my mom would give me a toonie. Um, but for the most part, a loony, if you live in the States, a dollar bill. Um, so that's not that much, right? You work even a minimum wage job. You get like 20 bucks an hour. You could like eat for an hour. You have enough money to give to 20 children. This could really, you put out like, don't even have to sacrifice that many people. Just, uh, and we've already established in this movie that the tooth fairies can go into the real world and they get to choose who sees them so they could just choose to have everyone see them as a regular person spend literally like a day working and you have enough for like a year's worth of kids girl this is smart but then but then on the flip side right because you could have like a small crack team of professionals going out there working at rona working at cracker barrel making that 15 dollars an hour or you could use all of that fairy gear and you could steal the money because because here's <laughs> here's what they show us in the movie they have invisibility dust they have like ant-man shrinking toothpaste stuff um they have all kinds of things that you would need to pull off the perfect heist a fairy heist are we talking about are we talking about a fairy heist because i am so on board with this we are talking about a fairy heist i was thinking about this during the movie right and and it could work for like going out there to to get that human money but i was thinking about kids in the movie first of all um i'll just say this i love the movie i loved it then i loved it now it doesn't make any fucking sense though because (laughs) (laughs) true because if tooth fairies are real in in the movie world right but parents don't think that tooth fairies are real then they both want to take the tooth like the the parent and the tooth fairy but there's only one uh, tooth to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happens if the tooth fairy goes to the tooth first, right? Is the parent not shook that the tooth has gone missing and all of a sudden there's like a dollar in their kid's bed? But then I was thinking, what about the opposite? What if the parent gets the tooth first? How do the tooth fairies get it back from them? Then I was thinking tiny tooth heist. That's how. Tiny tooth heist. Okay, okay, because I was thinking about this during the movie, too. This brings up the same logistical problems that uh, uh, Christmas movies... I remember thinking the same thing while watching Elf, being like, okay, well, if Santa's real and delivers presents for real, how do the parents not be like, hmm, where are these fucking... Where where do these mysterious presents I didn't buy come from? Uh, Also... Crossover, maybe? Elf and Toothbrush? Well, that's for another time. (laughs) That's for another time. Um... Hold on, wait, isn't that that Guardians movie? Chris Pine, Jack Frost, what, what, whatchamacallit? Rise of the Guardians. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a good movie. <laughs> that was a good movie. Um, did they talk about that there? Because there was a tooth... Oh, yeah, you're right, actually. That was the cross <laughs> between Tooth Fairy and... Man, I hate coming up with an idea for a movie, and it's already a movie. <laughs> we were 
were talking about this the other day when <laughs> you you wrote down another note in your <laughs> which was basically like what what happens if you could <laughs> it was basically the plot of uh what's the yeah. movie it was uh i <laughs> i um woke up in like a cold sweat the other day um and i had this fantastic dream and i had this crazy intricate plot and I was like I gotta write this down right now because this is absolute mad lad genius so I wrote it down and it was like yo what if you could predict crime before it happened so like ethically would it be okay to arrest someone before they actually did any crimes because technically they never did anything wrong and I'm like oh my god I am such a genius I wrote it down I was like messaging Amy and then I realized oh that's just Minority Report. I just came up with Minority Report. And that's already a thing. And I'm so disappointed now. But then, <laughs> but then we came up with the idea of Minority Report. But what if you could predict someone's ideas before they had them? So you could steal those ideas. But then I messaged you that. But then I realized I stole that from something else. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> There's this um, uh, musical about Shakespeare. It's very funny, despite what I just said about it. Um, it's called Something Rotten, and it's about these two fictional... It's two brothers, and they're playwrights in the time that Shakespeare was, so in the Renaissance. And they're like, man, we can't get anyone to come to our plays because Shakespeare's, like, taking all of our patrons. Like, everyone wants, wants to go to Shakespeare's plays. So they go to the soothsayer, which is, like, a psychic kind of dude, but, like, an old style. And they're like, can you predict what Shakespeare's next big hit will be so that we can write it first? And the soothsayer's like, mm, yeah, don't worry about it. But he's like, not very good. So he's like, mm, I'm seeing something with the word ham in it. Ham and something left. Maybe like a ham omelet. So they write this fucking <laughs> musical about a ham omelet instead of ham left. <laughs> oh my God, that's so good. Oh my god, you know, <laughs> oh that's so, here's, cause okay, when you were saying your idea, right, before we knew that this was, uh, uh, also a, a stolen idea, like, straight up, that's a good idea. If we had the power to, uh, go back in time, or to predict something before it happens, like, I don't know, I would absolutely abuse that power, and, uh, uh, <laughs> try to, you know, be like, oh yeah, no, I came up with <laughs> Minority Report. But here's the thing, you could also use it for good. Um, like a chaotic good kind of situation. I feel like if I found out um, that I could go back in time, um, I feel like the first thing that I would do would be to like go back to 1976, a year before <laughs> the first Star Wars comes out, and just give... Give my boy George a couple pointers for his future movies. Hey, hey, oh, uh, this series is going to do, like, super well for you. Um, but also, down the line, if you ever think of making any prequels, um, call a girl up. Because I have some ideas that may improve. <laughs> Not saying your idea is bad, George. But, you know, just, just, just in case. <laughs> You gotta call him up and be like, hey, George, here's what I think. You gotta introduce Jar Jar Binks sooner because everybody loves Jar Jar Binks. 
Um, <laughs> what if he? What if? What if he said that and he rewrote it and it was mm, bad? Like, like, like horribly. Like, like you're right. I got up. This whole fucking thing's got to be about Jar Jar Binks. I was gonna make for the prequels. I was gonna make Anakin, like first a little baby and then a teenager. I was gonna make him the protagonist. But you're, it's gotta be Jar Jar. Like now that you said that. Oh yeah, no, it's it's gotta be Jar. Here's a, yeah, <laughs> you know that uh, Darth Jar Jar theory um, going around. I would, I would push that. So I'd be like George. I know this sounds insane, but you gotta trust me, man. This is what the people want. Hold on, wait a sec. What is this Darth Jar Jar theory going around the internet? Um, excuse me. Uh, uh, I forget what else George says. Um, have you not heard of this? Okay, there's this, for anyone who hasn't heard, there's this theory going around the internet that, like, when I first heard it, I, I, I'm also, mm, how you say, the most gullible person, so I absolutely bought into this, but there's this theory, um, that Jar Jar originally, right, when, uh, we're going very off track here, but this is a very important conversation, um, when my boy George was writing Phantom Menace, there's this theory that originally the character of Jar Jar Binks was supposed to be revealed to be, like, the big bad in the end, and he's just pretending to be super stupid and dumb uh, so that nobody suspects him. And then in the end, he whips out his fucking lightsaber, and he's like, never saw that coming, huh, did ya? And people found, like, clips of him uh, like, uh, avoiding clone trooper blasts and stuff, like a fucking pro, and there's this style of martial arts, it's called, like, I don't remember what, it's, it's some name that I can't pronounce, but it's, like, this kind of drunken fighting style where you pretend that you're kind of off balance and everything, but really, you know what you're doing, and you can take a boy down easily, um, and there, people found so many clips of this shit and put it together. And you know what? It's kind of fucking rad. Because it, it, <laughs> it's nice to think, uh, oh yeah, because the thing is that, um, the whole thing is, oh, when The Phantom Menace actually released and George Lucas saw how much people hated Jar Jar, he was like, ooh, maybe we just ditch all of that and keep him as a random side character. Um, which to be fair, he did, like, reduce the amount of Jar Jar for the next two movies um but dude how like it's nice to think that Jar Jar would have actually had a purpose instead of just being Jar Jar you know oh my god I thought as soon as before you went off on that I thought what you were gonna say is it's revealed that Jar Jar is Luke and Leia's father take that too <laughs> so you hate was... that it's your father <laughs> how bold <laughs> you so think oh, <laughs> anakin was your father damn luke me say your father this is some you know what forget everything i just told you this is what i'm going back in time to, to pitch new conspiracy theory uh jar jar is luke and leia's dad like he he, he birthed those kids. Um, <laughs> he himself, as their father, physically, 
birthed his children. Um, that is how Gungans work. Um, that everybody knows that. Well, hold up, because we have we ever seen like a Gungan give birth on screen? We don't know. We don't know anything about it. Uh, uh, yeah, George, how would you didn't show us how Gungans give birth? How are we supposed to put together these conspiracy theories? I need, <laughs> you know what I need is a whole spin-off TV show about uh, Jar Jar Binks's life and just the whole physical and cultural uh, intricacies of Gungan society so we can put this, <laughs> so we can put this pitch together. Hey, Disney Plus, um, you're welcome. (laughs) Um, we are, uh, about half an hour into this, um, (laughs) this, uh, podcast now, and we haven't talked at all about, um, the movie The The Tooth Fairy, so I think we may get going on that, but all I'm saying is, TM, TM, (laughs) don't steal our ideas, because honestly, kind of, kind of gold, if you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) So, so the Tooth Fairy, right? Um, actually, before we move on, real, real quick, um, I got a quick question, uh, just, to, just about how the Tooth Fairy work. Um, hey, hey, God, hey, hey, God that invented Tooth Fairies, I just like white teeth, though. White teeth out of all the body parts you could collect, white teeth, teeth are gnarly. And nasty. They're literally part of our skeleton. These motherfuckers are sitting on a throne of stolen bones. All I'm saying is, why not nails? Why not nail clippings? Why isn't there some little gnome that sneaks into your house at night to steal your toenail clippings from the trash bin? Wasn't there some little goblin that swoops in every time you lose an eyelash to use that for their creep-ass economy? Like, teeth, I get I get it. <laughs> it's like a sign of growing up every time you lose a tooth. It's like, oh, you're getting older. But, like, so is growing boobs. <laughs> why, why, why isn't there some creepy old forest nymph that gets a doubloon every time a girl grows her melons? That's all I'm saying, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, so, so the Tooth Fairy. Back to the movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, as always, we have a specialty shot that Amy's going to introduce that uh, usually make these movies a little bit easier to endure if you have a little something to drink. Amy, what's the, the, the shot for today? Today we got, because we're on, like, the Tooth Fairy theme, today we got the pink fairy and i'm getting this recipe from food.com what you're gonna need is one ounce of malibu rum one ounce of bacardi rum one ounce of vodka six ounces of lemonade and one dash of black currant cordial so what you do is you mix together the vodka bacardi and malibu over ice then you top it off uh, with the lemonade, and you add a dash of black currant to color the drink a uh, pink color. And it looks really good. Oh, that's cute. And to go along with that, we have a couple points for a little drinking game that you can drink along to, either to our podcast or if you plan to watch the movie yourself. We're gonna, just going to go back and forth for our points. So the first one I have is anytime anyone makes a pun. Ooh, that's good. I had that one too. Um, I had every time someone loses a tooth. <laughs> cute um or i had a similar one anytime dwayne the rock johnson collects a tooth <laughs> okay i have every time dwayne the rock johnson sprouts his wings 
Oh, hell yes. Um, I have every time Dwayne The Rock Johnson goes invisible. Ooh, okay. My last one is every time Dwayne The Rock Johnson autographs something. Oh, cute. Okay, my last one is every time Dwayne The Rock Johnson has to leave to collect a child's tooth in the middle of the day. <laughs> Ooh, I was going to have one of them... Uh, be Carly is his uh, girlfriend in the movie. Every time he just dips on Carly, cause um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, his girlfriend in this movie kind of forgives him for a lot of the stuff that he does. But I don't know if I would be forgiving him for. <laughs> he's he's uh, I mean, you know, he's supposed to be kind of an unlikable main character, and then he redeems himself. Through it. That's literally the plot of the movie. But mm, I don't know. Um. Also, just because, just to, to expand on my, my last point a bit, um, the plot of this movie, right? We already mentioned Dwayne DeRock Johnson turns into a tooth fairy, has to, like, collect teeth. But, like, half of this movie is him leaving to collect teeth at, like, fucking 11 a.m. And these children are all, like, asleep in their beds? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the timing, right, of these tooth collections. Because there's this whole scene later on in the movie, which we probably won't talk about because it's uh, not really that important. Uh, there's a scene where him and his, like, the, the dude who's training him, they get this call for this tooth to be collected. And then uh, their boss is like, hey, you can't go right now because you got to wait for the child to be asleep. So they wait, like, uh, hours, and then they're like, mm, actually, your assignment got canceled. And he's like, mm, well, fuck. Uh, so yeah, but they're waiting until like, mm, it's three in the morning or go get that tooth. Like <laughs> it's five in the afternoon. Go get it. Like, uh, is there no <laughs> universal like tooth fairy work schedule? Like you would think it would only be at night, but he gets called all hours of the day. Yeah. And also they don't like, <laughs> like the whole, his it got canceled, right? The tooth that he was supposed to collect. Does that mean like the parent got to the tooth first, or they assigned another fairy to it? Like how could how could that be? The the I mean the whole premise of of this like the fairies say that they are running low on funds because they don't have enough teeth because not enough children believe or whatever shit. But like so they need. They talk in this movie about how much they need those teeth, but then they just cancel on him. Yeah, she popped that tooth right back into her mouth. She connected it and everything. It's back <laughs> in there now. Uh, uh, yeah, it is re-a part of her. So now we're going to get into this movie, break it down for you scene by scene. So if you want to watch this movie yourself and you don't want any spoilers, we'd suggest uh, going away, watching the movie yourself, and then coming back and listening to our thoughts. Otherwise, we're going to get into it right now. So as we've mentioned uh, countless times <laughs> so far. This movie is starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who is a professional hockey player, um, and his nickname is the Tooth Fairy because he like plays so hard, he like knocks people's teeth out while he plays. Um, and he's kind of like known as like uh, the not the best player, but like they put him out onto the ice to get the crowd hyped up, you know. Um, but he doesn't actually, like, score any goals or anything. But uh, coming in hot, Cars 3 style, there's this new kid on the block. Uh, a much younger kid that joins the NHL, whatever he's a part of, um, whose name is uh, uh, Mick the Stick. 
<laughs> so I've just got to ask you, because we've got two very good nicknames at this point. I was not, I mean, I'm not, Amy, you're much more of a hockey fan than I am. Um, but we've got two very uh, excellent nicknames. I don't know how much in real life hockey players get their own uh, nicknames, but we've got the Tooth Fairy and Mick the Stick. And I just want to know, because I know you're a, a pretty good hockey fan. What would your hockey name be? Oh, interesting. I thought you were going to ask if they really do that, which I don't think they do. This seems more of like a, <laughs> a, a wrestling thing, which makes sense because The Rock is his wrestling name. Um, but uh, I don't know what my my hockey <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Give me a minute to think about this. This is true, because you got you to gotta think about something that defines you, right? Uh, Mix the stick has a hockey stick. Very important. The tooth fairy knocks out teeth. Um. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I got mine. Um, so here's what I imagine. I don't play hockey. I watch a limited amount of hockey because my cousin goes out with a lot of hockey players. So I know the basics of hockey. I feel like, though, if I were to play an actual game, I would, how you say, fuck up a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so I, I'd be there on the ice. I'd be, like, weaving. I'd be skating. Um, I'd shoot, immediately miss, rebounds off the post into our own goal, right? So <laughs> my nickname. Because they, they got to blame someone for the the bad that all that our team is doing so it's gotta be uh amy the blamey <laughs> amy the blamey you want someone to blame talk to aim <laughs> <laughs> oh shit oh shit dylan you? dylan i told you to 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 pass it to mikey you didn't Damn it, Amy. <laughs> Amy, why'd you why'd you make Dylan not pass like that? <laughs> Amy to blame, and then it has that sad wah wah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a like a <laughs> fucking um uh 90s sitcom that every time someone on our team doesn't score, <laughs> you just hear that uh wah wah sound and the audience has to go. Damn it, Amy. Like, all in unison together. It's like a hat trick whenever people all simultaneously throw their hats up in the air, except everyone has to chant your name. <laughs> They've all got their hands on their hips. <laughs> They're frowning and looking into the camera. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> what, would, what would your nickname be on the ice? Oh, oh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of, I feel like it would be pretty similar to yours, because, uh, the only sport that I do is boxing, and everything else I am, how you say, not so great at, <laughs> so. Now here, <laughs> here's, here's what, here's what I'm thinking for you, right? You're, like, the opposite of me, but also the same as me, in that, <laughs> in that we're both not good, but you look cooler at it, right? You're the ice queen. <laughs> Ooh, 
Wait a sec. Oh, I love. Okay. Well, I uh, uh, disagree about the part that I would <laughs> look cooler because I feel like I'm not a very good skater just in general. So I feel like I would fall on my ass a lot. Um, but I love the name, the ice cream, because I was thinking something <laughs> similar along the lines to uh, <laughs> uh, the the sucky thing you're doing with your name. Um, something like the bad bitch, you know, which you think, ooh, who's that coming on? Oh, she's going to be so good. She's going to be checking people. She's going to be uh, uh, just absolutely owning the ice. But no. The bad bitch means that I'm bad at hockey, um, and people are going to call me a bitch because I'm so bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. We got a good lineup. We got, uh, <laughs> we got uh, on, the, on the first line, we got Amy the Blamey and the bad bitch. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, you know, once, uh, uh, I don't know if hockey season is open. I don't know if sports are back up yet. Uh, Miss Rona's kind of put her on hold. But you know what? Next hockey season, uh, look out for our new team. All I'm hoping is that, you know, after three weeks hitting that ice, uh, I'm not going to get shingles again. (laughs) Yeah, uh, (laughs) this is... Uh, this is true. <laughs> in, all, in all honesty, my nickname would probably be Shingles, because I'd be like, guess who got him again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like your nickname would be Shingles just because of how many times you tell that story. <laughs> also, you know what? Move over, uh, Wayne Gretzky. Move over. What's the famous kid's name? <laughs> I don't remember. Andy uh, Crosby. Oh, Cros- thank you, uh, hockey master. Uh, we're going to be joining the Canadian team next Olympics, and we're going to show them all up. Hell yeah. Bad bitches in the building. Amy the Blamey's in the building, a.k.a. Shingles. <laughs> oh, yeah, the dynamic duo. Back at it again. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, though, when he's in the hockey ring, um, I gotta say, I haven't seen this movie in years, like, since I was a kid, but this one line has stuck with me throughout my entire life, and I can't, I don't know why, but I cannot forget this line. So, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, right, he finishes up doing his hockey practice or whatever, and there's this little, mm, I don't know, eight-year-old kid waiting for him in the stands, who's, like, a really big fan. And he's like, oh, my God, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, I love I, I love you. I want to be a, a famous hockey player when I grow up. And Dwayne's like, mm, that's nice, but I don't know if it's entirely realistic. So I'd suggest lower your expectations. That would make you happier. And it's, like, played off. To be fair, he was very, like, upfront about it. He didn't sugarcoat it at all. Um... But it's played out like all the the parents around this kid are like, <gasps> like gasping dramatically and everything. It's played off to be this very, uh, how could you do that? See, here's the thing though. I've been thinking about this for 22 years, and um, he's right. <laughs> I agree. Not to like say this to a kid or anything, but like I've found in my own life that if I just take my expectations and lower them a whole lot, 
I am so much happier with the result. There is some some gems hidden in this this masterpiece of a movie. I gotta say though, like you're right. When I was watching this, I'm like, okay, yeah, he could have said it differently, but like, I feel like it was a real like. <laughs> it made sense what like, he said. Yeah, right. Like when I'm working on anything like a, 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 I don't know, a piece of art or whatever. And I'm like working on it for days, weeks on end. I'm like, oh my God, I can't show this to anyone. It's not perfect. And then I think back to Dwayne The Rock Johnson in The Tooth Fairy. He comes to me uh, in my dreams, whispers in my ear. He's like, hey, hey, Ash, lower your expectations. And I'm like, you know what, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is The Tooth Fairy? You're right. I will lower my expectations. And then I'm happier with the result because I'm like, you know what? It You can't achieve perfection, girl. That's just not realistic. Expectations were at a 10. Now they're at an 8. And now I'm happy with my final project. I will say this, though. If, if, if you're thinking this to yourself, if you've seen this movie and you're like, oh, my God, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, such impactful words, and you're thinking about this in certain certain situations, like let's say you're dating someone and you're like, mm, they're not making me happy. I'm going to lower my expectations. Don't do that. This is like purely for your own internal uh, benefit. This is not for like how other people should treat you. This is uh, for your own work and your own, uh, you know, like if, it, like you said, if you're working on something and you're like, oh, I want this to be perfect, but that's not making you happy and you lower your, your expectations for yourself a little bit, that's fine. But if, you know, there are certain situations where you shouldn't do that. But you're right. It's it's a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> you're right. I feel like internally, um, I've, uh, I, I follow these. But, like, not in, in, you know, about how other people should treat you or anything. Absolutely agree there. But, like, into, like uh, if I'm, like, you know, opposite scenario, Dayton, and I'm, like, you know what, my perfect guy is fucking, I don't know, whatever, all these, like, ten points to tick off. Um, no person is gonna be all of that. You can't just wait around and be like, well, I'm not gonna date anyone because uh, none of them are meeting my expectations. You gotta be realistic about it. But I, I do have to say that Dwayne was very harsh about it in this movie, and I agree with what you're saying about if it's not, like, an in, internal kind of uh trying to manage anxiety thing that's where i feel like it helps <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because uh the thing that he said to this kid this kid was like oh i want to be like you i want to be a hockey player it, what he what he meant to, to say to the kid was listen if you know how to play hockey like that's great like that's amazing don't push don't put put so much pressure on yourself to be like the number one NHL player because odds are you're not going to be that and then when you're not that you're going to like look back on your life and be so disappointed with with yourself even though you've accomplished so much so like start small dude like if you can play hockey damn you you've got it in you to to do something good but don't like put that much pressure on yourself but what he said was yeah you're never gonna be good (laughs) which maybe you could have said it differently yeah, he was uh, very upfront about it. And he's framed at the beginning of the movie as being kind of a dick, right? He's a very much a realist. He does, like, little things at the beginning, like he steals money from his 
stepdaughter's piggy bank. He like tries to tell her that the tooth fairy isn't real. Um, he, he gets interrupted, but like all these things that kind of set him up as being kind of a very self-centered guy that doesn't really care about much else. He's kind of very upfront. Um, and that's starting to get in the way of, of a lot of his relationships or anything. Um, so one night, um, he's tucked in bed, going to sleep, and then he, like, gets summoned into this Tooth Fairy realm uh, by the real Tooth, because Tooth Fairies are real in this movie. Um, and he gets, like, sucked into this alternate dimension or whatever he, <laughs> with, like, a full-ass, uh, you know those, um, in, like, old school Disney movies when they'd have those you're a princess moment and they'd have the uh, magic go around the person and they have this beautiful princess transformation <laughs> into wearing like a ball gown or whatever. He gets one of those uh, but with a tutu and <laughs> and, and wings. Um, <laughs> uh, so he's just you know dressed to the nines gorgeous tooth fairy outfit he's sucked into this tooth fairy realm um and he he gets like uh what i'm gonna say is like his handler i guess which is amy was talking before about how in tooth fairy world there are winged fairies and non-winged fairies so he gets this non-winged fairy as his like uh handler who i think is the like kind of annoying nerdy guy from the early assassin Sean from the early Assassin's Creed games. Um and also uh Julie Andrews, who I completely forgot was in this movie. She's like, like the head honcho of Tooth Fairy World. Yeah, I gotta say, like this cast is pretty good. Like we got Julie Andrews in here. We got of course Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um the the dude that you were talking about, his handler I recently started this show called Hello Ladies, and he, it's only one season. He's in it. He's so funny. Um, this is like a, a good cast. Also, I just I just wanted to add one thing. You mentioned that he steals the the girl that he's dating, Carly. She has two kids, a son and a daughter, and the daughter's like six or something. She loses her first tooth, and. Carly goes out and Dwayne the Rock Johnson's babysitting the kids and she's like, oh, don't forget to put the Tooth Fairy money under the pillow. Um, he steals the Tooth Fairy money for his poker game, like you said, but like, it's a dollar. He doesn't have a dollar. He's a, he's a hockey, he doesn't have a dollar. He has to steal a dollar from a child. Uh, that's a really good point. Didn't even think, <laughs> didn't even think about that. Um, damn, yeah, that's... <laughs> He, you're, you're right. He didn't go to her piggy bank. He didn't go to his girlfriend's wallet. He went under this little seven-year-old girl's pillow to pull out a single dollar bill. He's like, hold on, boys. I'm going to be back with a real bet. He goes and he gets a dollar from under her pillow. <laughs> oh, now we're playing for the real money. <laughs> I'm all in, boys. <laughs> I'm cashing in, and he gets like five dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so obviously, it's set up that he's kind of uh, a dick. So he's getting punished. Basically, his like punishment for being kind of an asshole in life 
and uh, almost telling this little girl that the Tooth Fairy isn't real is to serve time as a Tooth Fairy. So instead of going to like jail or something, the Tooth Fairies are like, you got to be a Tooth Fairy and collect teeth and whatever um, to help you be a better person. So he goes through like Tooth Fairy training. He gets like a whole bunch of gadgets that help him fly and turn invisible uh, uh, just one just straight up just is an air horn. <laughs> all, all the other ones are like, here's some dust to make people forget about you. It's like this magic fairy dust, amnesia, whatever. Um, <laughs> and also here's an air horn, just a regular air horn. <laughs> oh, oh my God, dude. Was it just me or Jerry, the guy who's, who's, uh, giving him all the gear, which is the guy from when Harry met Sally. This cast, amazing. But he's okay. so funny in this movie. Because but... I was... Oh, I, he looked super familiar when I was reading it. And I was like... When I, was, when I was... I wasn't reading this movie. When I, was, when I was watching, I was like, who is this guy? I don't know where he's from. So I looked on the IMDb for this movie. And he's, like, not listed on the IMDb. He's like a... a he went invisible himself. He put the amnesia dust on the IMDb page. Um, so thank you. I was wondering who he was. Oh, I forgot his name, but yeah, he's so good in this movie. He reminded me of Click. Christopher Walken in Click <laughs> is like basically the same character as this guy in this movie. You're so right. I gotta ask the logic in this movie. We gotta talk about it for a second, right? So tooth fairies exist in this world. And every time someone tells a kid, a human tells a kid that tooth fairies don't exist, they have to do tooth fairy community service where they become a tooth fairy for like a week or two. So by that logic, right? And we'll, we'll figure this out later in the movie. But at this point, I was like, wouldn't enough people in the world know that tooth fairies are real so that the myth that tooth fairies aren't real would be like dispelled like because if if someone gets if people get summoned every time that a kid finds out tooth fairies aren't real it doesn't seem like the tooth fairy community is really trying to stay hidden you know what i mean this is good point um i'm assuming it's just kind of like every time it's done out of malicious intent, because then like every parent in existence would have to serve time as a tooth fairy, right? When it came time, you'd be like, you know what, little Timmy? Uh, it was actually us all along. Um, so I guess it's just every time a bad person is like, screw you, little Melissa. Uh, tooth fairies don't exist. Then they gotta do time. But uh, which I don't know how many times that happens, but you write, though. <laughs> because, so the thing is, and you mentioned it before, there's this whole, like, Tinkerbell thing going on where the tooth fairies are like, we need children to believe in tooth fairies so that we can keep on living. Otherwise, like, they'll die or something. I don't know. <laughs> something like that. Um, but, like, straight up, the, the reason people don't believe in things like let's say the yeti or whatever is because there's no concrete proof like the people have like taken pictures but it's like blurry what but literally there's a a a concrete way to prove to other people that tooth fairies exist if you're like hey mike 
I know you don't believe in tooth fairies, but I know for a fact they're real. And this is how I know. Go up to that kid over there um, and go tell him that tooth fairies aren't real. Then he, he'll get summoned and he'll know that they're real. Like, you can prove that they're real. So so this, this tooth fairy society is like, mm, feel bad for us because uh, the kids are stopped believing in that. But you can get people to believe if, if you just let yourselves be seen. Am I crazy? Um, that's a really good point. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they put so much emphasis. They're very contradictory rules. Uh, they put so much emphasis on you can't be seen, you can't allow the children to see you, you can't allow uh, adults to see you. If they see you, you gotta f- blast them with this amnesia dust. <laughs> get them to <laughs> line it up, get the credit card out. <laughs> um, but... literally but then they're also like yeah uh we're fucking dying out as a race because no more kids believe in the two then just like you don't even have to show them to adults or whatever if your power comes from kids believing in in tooth fairies just like whenever you're delivering eight have all your agents whenever they're delivering a tooth to like really really young kids like five six whatever just like wake him up for a little pinch and be like, hey, hey, I'm the tooth fairy. Look at me, I'm a miniature person with fucking wings. You can't disprove this. Um, and then, of course, the <laughs> little kid will tell their parents and be like, mommy, I saw the tooth fairy in the middle of the night. And the parents will be like, of course you did, sweetie, and like not believe them because they're an adult and adults are uh, evil in every kid movie. Um, but dude, that would solve your whole problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> these tooth fairies spend so much time hoarding their fucking teeth that they don't think about the the repercussions of their secret secrecy i guess they're like mm, we're dying out you can stop yourselves from dying out by just every time you deliver it'd be like hey winky winky and then you grab that tooth and go bitch yeah dude yo <laughs> Just come on. If you need a, a, a marketing manager, we got you guys. <laughs> we got to get like billboards. Tooth fairies are real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get you some, some YouTube ads. Come on, man. <laughs> like they got so much uh, tooth fairy equipment. They can't have something that like disguises themselves from adults while also being like seen by children. Come on, guys. This is unacceptable oh my god wait okay so it's mentioned a little later in the movie but the manager guy the tooth fairy that doesn't have wings mentions that of course Dwayne the Rock Johnson can't do this because he's a human just doing tooth fairy duties but if you're born a tooth fairy you literally they say that you have the ability to choose who can see you there's this point later in the movie where no wing manager guy uh is like literally in front of a crowd of people, but Dwayne the Rock Johnson's the only one that can see him. So, like, if you're a tooth fairy, you could easily just be like, "Hey, I only want this little four-year-old to see the to see me," but the parents can't. You know? Oh, yeah, that's right. I was living in a false world where only humans on tooth fairy duty um, <laughs> had all these equipment. But you're right. The actual tooth fairies have so much more that they could uh, use in their tooth fairy uh, escapades. Like, uh, this movie, I love it so much. I I love this movie. It doesn't make any fucking sense, though. Yeah, 
but dude, your tooth fairy is only using 10% of your damn brains. <laughs> I know that Lucy movie was spewing some, uh, some, uh, factual bullshit, but, uh, these guys are literally only using 10%. Come on, man, you got so many options. You don't have to die out. They gotta pop that limitless pill and get 100% of their little tooth fairy brains because... I mean, conspiracy after conspiracy. We've got so many ideas for them, how to market themselves better, how to get those teeth more efficiently, how to get that money more efficiently. Come on. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson, right? Because <laughs> they don't do any of that. They got to get Dwayne The Rock to do <laughs> their work for them. He's a tooth fairy now. He gets all these sick gadgets. And he goes on like a, a couple missions that don't go super well um at the beginning um you know he has some parents see him he's got a he pretends to be like a ghost (laughs) in one house and just scares the shit out of everyone there so he's really not embracing the whole tooth fairy uh, love everyone energy that they're trying to get him to 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 pursue um so he's getting kind of fed up with this whole thing and he runs out of the gadgets that he's been given. And for some reason, they, like, won't give him any more. He's like, hey, I have, like, a week and a half of my sentence that you guys, you guys want me to do this. Uh, can I have, like, some more amnesia dust or whatever? And they're like, mm, nope. So he's like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? And he, as we mentioned before, he runs, <laughs> he runs into Seth MacFarlane as, like, a fairy drug dealer <laughs> and gets some, like, uh, he pays like an obscene amount, like a thousand dollars or whatever, and gets some uh some more gadgets that of course end up being kind of counterfeit and malfunction. Oh my god! Okay, <sighs> I'm so mad at this guy. Right? He had to steal the one dollar out of his like stepdaughter's tooth fairy money out of her bed. Right, she was so excited about it, and then all of a sudden he has a thousand dollars for this fucking black market tooth fairy toothpaste shit. Oh my god, yeah, good point. Also, what the hell does this uh, Seth, Seth MacFarlane tooth fairy? What does he need with human money? Shouldn't he be like, hey, you gotta get me like a gold tooth or so, like a some of that rare bone? Uh, no, he just asked for a thousand dollars and Dwayne's like, yep, I got that. <laughs> okay, here's what I thought. I thought he was another human under a Tooth Fairy sentence, like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. But, like, if he was, how would he have the time, because their sentences are only, like, a, a, a week and a half or a week or two weeks, whatever it is, how would he have the time to reverse engineer all this Tooth Fairy shit that they gave him in like half a week and be able to sell it to joy the like <laughs> that, that uh is very true <laughs> i mean the only thing right because they dwayne the rock i think originally was given like a week sentence and then he screwed up so many times that they're like mm, actually we're gonna give you two weeks because you're uh, still not being a good person so maybe seth mcfarland just straight up refuses to be a good person they keep tacking on more weeks maybe he's been here for years he's just been a a, a, a tooth fairy uh, human that just keeps doing bad stuff and they keep being like, well, another month for you, Seth. And then maybe he would have had time. What if he, what if he wants that? Like, what if he likes being a tooth? Because in the tooth fairy world, right, 
they have like a break room where you can get snacks and you can like sleep. Um, they don't need money in the tooth fairy world because all you do is collect teeth for them and that's like payment for a room and board. That's all you need. So like why exist in the real world? Have to pay your bills, have to get a dead end job when you can just tell all these fucking just go to the playground and just yell at the top of your lungs. The tooth fairy's not real. That's like, I don't know, eight kids, let's say, are in that playground. That's fucking eight weeks. It's two months of free tooth fairy food, free tooth fairy uh, rooms. Maybe that's a life oh he lives now. Oh my god. Straight up good point. You get some sick ass threads <laughs> with your, uh, uh, like, multicolored uh, ballet suit or whatever. You get wings. You can fly my dude in this world you can fly you get invisibility you you can literally there's a point in this movie that's not really important so i wasn't going to touch on it but like he basically Dwayne the rock johnson uh, abuses some of his gadgets that he's given and he is having a fight with his girlfriend but then he just keeps using amnesia dust on her to come up with the perfect answer like literally everything that you're plus i'm sorry the the, the big seller here the free snacks in the break room. I mean, come on. Who wouldn't just live that life forever and leave their human life behind? All excellent points. Like, <laughs> and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he's like fully taking advantage of these two weeks where he has access to all this fairy shit. Um, there's, you know, more than one hockey game where the fucking new kid, the asshole that he's supposed to protect on the ice He's like, you know what, I'm sick of this kid. And he goes back into the into the locker room. He sprays himself with that invisibility spray. He goes back out. He just fucking decks the dude on the ice. And everyone's like, how come he just fell down? Like, there was nobody there. And he's like, hmm, sucker. And he, he goes back. Like, the possibilities, you know, of the things that you could get away with, with all of this fairy stuff. Yeah, dude. You know... <laughs> I mean, Amy and I were talking before this podcast. We, we had to uh, postpone when we were going to record this uh, about an hour, hour and a half, because um, there's, I mean, I think we've talked about this on a, another podcast before, but there's this guy who just, this guy uh, below Amy's apartment that just will not stop <laughs> playing the saxophone, like, super loudly. Um, and we were uh, talking, we were like, you know, some days, <laughs> do you just wish the purge was real? <laughs> was real you know what if there's someone pissing you the hell off invisibility dust my dude you can change that you can do whatever the hell you want oh my god invisibility dust okay and i shrink myself down right to the size of an ant Ant ant-man style i am paul rudd i like rappel down from my balcony to his balcony i don't know finesse my way into the apartment actually you know what he leaves his fucking window open while he's playing the saxophone very badly might i add um so i just fucking go through the window in my ant-man form and i take that fucking saxophone and i chuck it out the window because i hate this motherfucker i hate Oh my god, there's nobody I hate more than like 13-year-old kids. I fucking hate them so much. They're all so annoying. I'm literally going crazy. And I'm sure you can hear my voice. Because it's it's right now. Okay, the day that we're recording this, every day since quarantine began, let's say uh, the first week of March, every day for months, I've had to hear for an hour at least 
this stupid fucking kid playing his saxophone very loudly out the way. Like, I want to go downstairs and I want to knock on his door. I want to give that fucking Dwayne the Rock Johnson speech that he gave to that little hockey kid. I'm like, you think you're going to be the next Kenny G? Kenny G does not want to be associated with you. Okay, put that saxophone away. You will never be Kenny G. You will never be in a jazz band. Okay, just fucking throw it out the window because you will never be in a jazz band. Okay, I, I'm going to go upstairs and when I go upstairs, I better not hear any more of that fucking saxophone because you are never going to be in a jazz band. And I just want to say that to him to his face. so we could tell this guy to shut the fuck up oh my god dude we were so desperate to start this podcast the guy's window was open of course i had to yell out my window hey shut up um which didn't help because he played louder guys like i got it i gotta make a psa right to to anybody who owns an instrument to anybody who owns an instrument all i have to say to you is don't play it Put it away. <laughs> get that case and put it away. Go to the store. Get your money back for it. Nobody wants it. Nobody, wa- nobody wants to hear you play. Okay, I-, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I do think that Dwayne The Rock Johnson was right in this movie, as we've said before. Uh, lower your expectations. Okay, you're not going to be Kenny G. You're just not going to be Kenny G. So we got to embrace that, and we got to accept that, and then we got to move on. Because I'm so sick of hearing this fucking saxophone boy. I just, if I could just, Ant-Man, just toss it out the window. I would toss it out the window. And I hate, I just hate, right? I just hate this these kids these days. I think they're gonna grow up to be jazz band players because you're not, you're not gonna be Kenny G. Only Kenny G can be Kenny G. So we just gotta leave that dream alone. I know the whole point of this movie, right, is that adults have to have to live um, more like kids do, and they have to let themselves uh, indulge in in their dreams and their fantasies of how good their life could be, if whatever. It's shit. You don't want to do that. You just want to pack pack it up, boys. Go home. Just go home, please. Just go home. Not here. Some some other home. Some other home that is directly below me. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I know. I know. We uh, we we uh, I don't know how much we've done it on this podcast. But we <laughs> Amy and I joke a lot between us because uh, <laughs> Amy has a lot of old man tendencies. Uh, you know, bad back, bad shingles, the works. Um, <laughs> we're we're. I know we. I know. I know we're spewing some like boomer energy <laughs> with the kids these days. All we're saying. If you gotta play an instrument, man, close your damn window and don't do it during uh, like working hours. Thank you very much. No, we're in the that's middle not of the night. <laughs> Ashley, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> let's, just, let's just state the facts. I'm an old man. I've got these fucking old man tendencies. At 4 p.m. That's my dinner. Okay. So let's just let's just put it out there. Let's just put it on the on the table. If you have an instrument, don't play it. Nobody wants you to play. You think your parents want you to play an instrument badly every day for hours? No! Of course not. They just don't want you to talk. That's all they want. If you can just, kids, if you can just 
quietly sit in your room in a corner and just put a blanket over your head and just go on your iPad for, uh, nobody cares, just do that, okay? There's no need, no, absolutely no need to play an instrument ever. If you go to middle school and your music teacher says, hey, play an instrument, just say no, say I'm not going to do that. Hey kids, I'm gonna recommend some uh, silent hobbies that you can <laughs> that you can pick up. Uh, reading always a good option. Got to keep yourself educated. There's some great. <laughs> I read a lot of uh, science fiction, fantasy, mystery books. Uh, it's like a movie with your eyes. That doesn't hang on. That doesn't make sense. It's like a movie with your brain. <laughs> you know, you could take up. <laughs> I don't know some sort of exercise. You could do biking. You could, uh, uh, I know your parents will disagree with this, but play video, play more video games. Um, just start you know, binging a- any new show on Disney Plus or Netflix. Um, there's so much you can do that's less, no, here, here <laughs> I have a story. Um, the first, <laughs> I know we're, uh, overdoing it with this bit and we're, <laughs> this podcast is getting kind of long, but, um, the first time that my parents ever heard me swear, because I did not swear a lot um, at all as a kid, but in like grade seven, I think is the first time uh, uh, in in Canada, at least, that you have to pick an instrument. Before that, it's like the triangle. <laughs> I'm gonna play the glockenspiel. Uh, so the first time you get to choose a real an adult instrument is grade seven, um, and. <laughs> Uh, I, because I'm a dumbass and I hate myself, I chose the clarinet because my music teacher gave us a list of instruments we could choose from. And he was like, hey, um, if you want something that's like starts off super easy and then gets harder, choose the clarinet. Um, and if you want to, because my original thought was I'm going to do the trombone because uh, it, I don't know, it just... There's not a lot of buttons. It looks easier. But he's like, if you want to choose something that starts hard and gets easier, then do the trombone. And I'm like, I don't want to start hard. I'm going to start off with that easy shit. So I chose the clarinet because I'm a dumbass. (laughs) And uh, he was right. Clarinet does start off much easier. Um, You know, there's like five notes or whatever. And uh, grade seven did fine. Got through clarinet. Whatever. Grade eight, right? Last year in middle school. Uh, you got to continue with that same instrument. So uh, it was right. It got a lot harder once you started to get into the next grade of clarinet. I remember just practicing at home and trying to get these fucking night notes right. But the any reeded instrument is like uh, uh, the devil's instrument. You know what I mean? I get that. Is trying to get the fucking clarinet to not squeak. I oh, I was practicing for like three hours in my living room, just being like, and I could not get it to produce like a note without squeaking. And then just my parents were in like the next room, and I just yell out, "Fuck!" And um, that was the first time that my parents ever heard me swore. Uh, also, after that, um, I think like a week into grade eight, I so I switched to bass drums because all you had to do was doom 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 every once in a while, um, and I I passed thankfully. Oh girl, I I played the the big old timpani over there. 
Um, it took, I think, three weeks for anything is my limit. Because I, I did, I know where he's coming from. I played saxophone myself for three weeks and I couldn't take it anymore because it was such a, a nuisance on me and my family and my mouth that uh, I, I couldn't handle it. Um, you know how I know, though, that this guy really, he, he really wants to be the next Kenny G. It's because it's the end of the fucking summer. There's absolutely no reason for him to be playing the saxophone. Like, his teacher didn't say, hey, play all songs. No, absolutely not. This guy thinks he's going to be the next Kenny G. That's what. Oh, my God. He's got to lower them damn expectations. Yeah, but this has been going on for a while. I, 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 I mean, I don't remember exactly when you first mentioned it, but I'm pretty sure it was, like, full well like into the year not the summer so I don't I mean I don't I don't know if there's summer school for like middle school if that's a thing um but either like he's you know this boy isn't taking summer school uh uh music classes he's doing this for fun now normally right I'm a huge huge supporter of the arts of music of uh, god knows what <laughs> But in quarantine, when I'm locked in this shit apartment with him right below me? Absolutely not. I hate the arts now, and I hate music, and I hate people, and I hate uh, middle school boys, and I hate middle school children, all of them. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I guess that I just hate them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, to get back to this mo- to this movie, though, because this, this next scene I, I really want to talk about. I know we've talked a lot about how much this movie does not make any fucking sense, but uh, here's another scene that doesn't even make any uh, damn sense. Is Right, so we talked, uh, Dwayne Mark Johnson gets some faulty gadgets, uh, uh, one of which is, like, his invisibility spray, but, like, it doesn't work all the way, so he only turns, like, half invisible. So when he shows up on the front porch of this damn house, the family sees him, and the fucking grandma is is screaming at the top of her, there's an A! She calls, she sees him, right? It's kind of half-corporeal, uh, thinks he's a ghost or whatever, and then she calls 911 <laughs> and tells them, there's an alien on my porch, and the cops come? Like, they just, they're like, mm, yeah, okay, that sounds legit. Let's just go arrest this alien on your porch. And Dwayne gets arrested. For what? <laughs> the cops are like, oh, yeah, we'll just get out our fucking Ghostbusters suit and get on this, I guess. <laughs> the Ghostbusters have officially been uh, uh, ignited. What's the word? Uh into the the police force <laughs> they're integrated it's a new <laughs> it's a new integrated. division of, of the police the ghost force oh my god wait a second this is a good idea he the ghost force you know oh hang on hang on i know we've given you like two ideas for movies already but give me a sec the ghost force the ghost force here we are in the popo, getting those go ghosts. <laughs> wow, maybe not that tagline though. It's very hip and happening. I'm sure the kids will be all, 
all over that uh, uh, tagline, right? If the police had divisions for, oh, hey, there's a fairy on my porch, they'd be like, okay, sending over the fly squad or whatever the hell. They, oh, hey, there's a, a, a killer mermaid in my pool. They'd be like, sick naval teams coming at you. If there's like a whole division for these these creatures, including aliens and ghosts, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Now, I, I may have stolen that, I realize now, after the fact, from, and we did watch this on the podcast from R.I.P.D. You remember R.I.P.D., Ryan Reynolds? You remember? <laughs> it was a good idea when we had it, though. <laughs> to be fair, the pitch was very good. Uh, damn it, that is R.I.P.D. <laughs> There's no such thing as original ideas anymore. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Uh, damn it. <laughs> so, a- anyway, uh, he gets, like, arrested for somehow being an alien, even though that makes no sense. Um, he gets out super quick. Um, and the the rest of the movie, he kind of, like, finds his heart, right? He finally decides to embrace the fairy spirit, finally. Um, he starts kind of turning things around. Uh, he finally starts bonding with his stepkids, who he wasn't really bonding with before. Um, they, like, encourage each other to be better. He helps the kids with their interests. They help him be a better hockey player. Um, he bonds with non-wing fairy guy um, and teaches... Because non-wing fairy guy, this whole movie, has been like, mm, I'm sad because I don't have wings and I want to be a real tooth fairy. And then uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, finally, after that whole uh, realist speech he gave at the beginning, he's like, you know what, man? Follow your dreams. You're going to be a real tooth fairy, and I'm going to help you get there. Sets up this whole ass obstacle course, teaches him how to be a real tooth fairy. Um, He starts getting back into hockey because he was just kind of this, like, mascot kind of person before. And now he's like, you know what? I'm going to get out there, actually start scoring some goals get my life on track. Yeah, and he starts bonding with um, the his stepson because he there's this big concert or talent show or something coming up at school and he plays the guitar. He's been like playing the guitar the whole movie and Dwayne the Rock Johnson's like, man, just shred, you're gonna shred it out there. I'm gonna I'm gonna play drums for you. We're gonna practice together. It's gonna be so good. And then you know, there's a, a, a turning point where he's at his hockey game, he's been practicing his his stick handling. He's gonna he's gonna go for the goal. And then he doesn't get it. And it, it puts him in a bad mood and then he kinda tries to ruin everyone else's dreams that he's been pumping up for the last five minutes. He's like, Hey, non wing fairy dude, you're never gonna be a real fucking fairy, okay? You have no wings. Um, hey, kid. You can play guitar, so what? So can so can all these other kids. And you know what? At least it's not saxophone, because that, that would be shit for you. Um <laughs> Hey, I'm I'm you know what? They just want me to fight people on the ice. They want me to be the the goon on the team. Okay, I'ma do it. I'm never gonna try to get another goal again. And he's just, you know, tearing himself down, tearing everyone else down. And then he has to turn himself around again. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> It's like a like a like a figure skater up in this movie. Just keeps just keeps turning. 
uh, he, he turns himself back around. He, he gets back on track again. Uh, he, he tries again in another big, like, hockey match. And he scores his first goal in, like, years. Um, but, uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, like we mentioned at the beginning, like, halfway through this damn hockey match, he has to collect a tooth. His, like, little, you know... Uh, a tooth alarm goes off and he's like, uh-oh, gotta go collect a tooth right now, even though it's like 1 p.m. or something. Um, and it's his... I keep saying, like, like stepkids, even though he's not, like, married to the girl yet, but, like, his girlfriend's young daughter is the girl whose tooth is loose. And he's like, damn, I can't miss that. I gotta go collect this girl's tooth. So um, he, like, fully turns into... The tooth fairy in front of everyone. He's got his little tutu PJs, silk ass outfit on, his wings puff out. Uh, he looks like a tooth fairy. And he flies up to the ceiling into a magic portal and disappears. <laughs> and they, they gotta do this like uh, uh, Fantastic Beasts ass, like, <laughs> like mass obliviate on the whole stadium because they just saw this man turn into a fairy. Okay, okay. They gave him, like, one rule, right? They're like, hey, when you're collecting the teeth, make sure nobody knows that you're a tooth fairy. And in this last scene, he tells the daughter. He tells the son. He tells literally everyone at this hockey arena, hey, man, I'm a tooth fairy. Peace. And then his his caseworker, his handler, has to be, like, cleaning up his mess. And I'm like... Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you had one job. You have one rule to follow. It's not to tell anyone that you're the tooth fairy. Yeah, plus, as we were saying before, um, literally, if you hadn't obliviated all those damn people after they all found out the tooth fairy was real, you would have had so many people believe in the tooth fairy now, right? And they, you would have not, I mean, I don't know what the stakes are for, they don't really go into it much about tooth fairy lore, but I, you know, if your whole problem is that not many people believe in you, why would you make them forget you? Damn, that sounded deep. That sounded deep, and we're going to use it in one of our movies that we pitched to, that maybe we didn't steal. Um, <laughs> but like... Oh, yeah. Okay, so the most unrealistic part of this whole movie, right? Not the fact that he can portal in and out of Tooth Fairy Land, okay? It's not that. It's not the fact that they can just do this mass uh, um, memory erasing thing on this whole entire... It's not that either. It's not, you know, not even that tooth fairies exist. The most unrealistic part of this whole movie is that he sprouted wings in front of a 13-year-old and was not ridiculed relentlessly for it. (laughs) Are you talking talking about the sun? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, if that was a real 13-year-old boy, he'd be like, hey, you got fairy wings, <laughs> whatever. You're telling me that he didn't do... Also, can I just say, right? The son, 13 years old, uh, plays an instrument. Not, not even a question. He's the most annoying character in this movie. Am I wrong? It's true. It's true. It's true. Um... <laughs> All that shit I said before about not following your dreams. You know I only meant 
I was talking directly to that 14-year-old, whatever, 13-year-old dumbass kid that lives right under me. I don't mean all kids, although please don't, please don't play instruments, but follow your dreams, but don't play the instruments. Follow the dreams in your mind. Like, you know what's great about imagination? You can do anything up there. You don't have to do it in real life. Oh, yeah, bitch. I was taking this philosophy class in my last semester of university, and uh, so, uh, a thought experiment, right? It's like, you gotta, what, a, a what-if situation. Man, it'd be so nice to be able to play the, the bass clarinet. Um, but you know what? It's a thought experiment, man. That's just a, a hypothetical in my mind. I can imagine myself uh, playing the organ, but we don't have to do it. <laughs> no, man. I, I, see, th- it goes both ways, too, because I'm imagining myself ripping that saxophone out of his hands and throwing it on the floor and stomping on it, right? But I'm not going to do that. That's illegal. And you know what should be illegal? <laughs> it's playing the fucking saxophone. Like, oh, nobody yeah. should do that. But also, man, if you just... Okay, if you don't play the instrument and you play it in your mind... You can be the master of that instrument. You can imagine yourself, right? Just abs- on stage in front of millions of people ripping that that damn uh, electric guitar or whatever you want to play as loud as you possibly want to. And you are the best damn electric guitar player there is because it's in your mind. Yeah, this kid could be Kenny G in his mind. But the reality is he can't be Kenny G in the real world. So why even play? You know, if you're not going to (laughs) be Kenny G in the real world, just be Kenny G in your mind. It's the same fucking thing, right? Who cares? It's not like you're going to make so much money playing the saxophone. It's the same thing. I feel like we're going to get whisked away to (laughs) Tooth Fairyland for telling kids not to follow their dreams. I'm only telling one child not to follow his dreams. And he's very annoying. Um, also, oh my god, speaking of Tooth Fairy Land, we, when uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson gets whisked away back to Tooth Fairy Land, they're like, hey man, congratulations, you fulfilled your Tooth Fairy community service, you're free to go now. And he's like, okay, sick. Hey man, hey wingless man, um, we're gonna keep in touch, right? And then Julie Andrews is like, no, you can't, because we're gonna fairy dust you, which... Again, it doesn't make any fucking sense because why do that community service if he's gonna forget it? And then, and then, okay, okay, he does the community service. He believes in tooth fairies. They take that away from him by doing the magic dust on him. He doesn't believe anymore. And then he goes around telling more kids that he doesn't believe in tooth fairies. It's like a vicious cycle. Doesn't make any damn sense. This is true. How can, how how can he keep? Uh, all the character development that he's gotten throughout the course of this movie. He went from being an absolute asshole to an absolute, uh, uh, maybe not an angel, but a much nicer person. Um, but if he doesn't remember half the stuff that he went through, how is he going to keep any of that? Half of this movie was him as a tooth fairy doing tooth fairy things in tooth fairy land. And if you take all those memories away from him, he's going to be like, well, uh... I don't remember any of my character development, so I'm just going to be the same guy as the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, it's like that, (laughs) I 
I I saw I don't know. There's this meme I saw it the other day. I forgot what it was, but it was like a screenshot of oh, it was it. The, okay, so it was like <laughs> very topical considering our conversation like 15 minutes ago. It's like me when I look in my notes folder and see something written from like 3 a.m. and then it's a screenshot from Knives Out where Daniel Craig is like, hmm, doesn't make any damn sense. It intrigues me, though. <laughs> Which that's is like this whole movie. That's why we watched this movie in the first place. Doesn't make Man. any damn sense. It does intrigue me, though. <laughs> and you know what? That is the end of that is the end of this movie. He ends it on a, on a high note. He got somehow retained all that uh, character development that made no damn sense. Um, he got engaged to his girlfriend at the end. He's cool with the kids. And, um, we finish off. That's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. Do we, do we have, I know we talked so much about this movie already, but do we have any final thoughts on the movie? Well, here's the thing, right? Is that when I was looking, because I thought I had this movie downloaded to my home drive to watch, right? Um, but when I connected to my drive, I realized uh, it's not there anymore. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, damn, where am I going to watch this movie? So I found a place online to watch this movie. I searched up Tooth Fairy in the little search bar. And uh, before this movie, there were two, which I, I almost I watched the wrong movie. <laughs> um, because what came up before this was like a, a duology of horror films called the tooth fairy um that i really just want to read the the synopsis for oh my god before you do i feel like i've watched them before i remember there's a scary ass tooth fairy movie called darkness falls um that i watched when i was like eight or something scarred me for life i was like i don't even want teeth anymore after seeing this movie uh i it's it's called tooth fairy so it's not that um but it surprises me how many horror tooth fairy movies there are if, if you just know another one off the top of your off the top of your head um here's a synopsis for this tooth fairy movie nana starts to tell the legend of the evil tooth fairy who rips out teeth carla is sick of her crazy alcoholic stories and tries to leave however a power outage suggests something is amiss something more sinister than carla could imagine um, and then in, for the second movie, Return of Wait, the Tooth Fairy. Wait, hold on, hold on. Because yes. the, what I remember from that fucking Tooth Fairy movie that I discarded me for life was that there was a pow- power outage and they were, I don't know, in like a hospital, some big kind of building. And the, the lights, when the lights would go off, only in the darkness, the Tooth Fairy would come and, and rip your, come and get you and rip your teeth out. So they had to stay in the light. But then there, I remember so distinctly, there's a scene with this long ass hallway. And then the lights are like go, going off in a row, like, and then they got to run through this. Oh my God. Anyways, yeah. What's the second one? <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> hmm. Um. <laughs> the, the, the second one is called uh, Return of the Tooth Fairy because, of course, it's called that. Um, and the, the, the second one is The Tooth Fairy is back. Fifteen years after the events of the first movie, Cory, now grown up but mentally scarred, has gone to a class reunion. However, the Tooth Fairy is back, and this time, 
you better have flossed properly. Um, and now my favorite thing about <laughs> these movie sets, though, has got to be the taglines for them. Because the tagline for movie one is, she comes to collect. <laughs> but, the, but the tagline for movie two is, the root of evil. <gasps> oh my god, it truly was. If, if those were anything like the movie that I saw... Um, they really are the root of evil. I think this movie has some some pretty good taglines too. I think they have the tooth hurts. Um, they have there's a lot of uh, puns in this movie. There's a you can't handle the tooth. There's a, a lot of wing puns too. Like uh, on his first uh, tooth mission, he's like, you know what? I'll I'll wing it because he's making fun of the guy because he has no wings. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, I'm wondering if these uh, horror tooth fairy movies that I'm looking at are maybe the same as the one that that you watched, because it seems it does seem kind of similar. Um, we had an episode that we released, um, I don't know, maybe a year ago ish, last December, um, called Winter Break, uh, which was just an awful movie. But we talked in that episode about how that movie had like four simultaneous names that it was just called all of them uh, and you could call it winter break you could call it snow job you could call it blah, blah, blah. And I had like a whole I'm like you can't just you can't just have four movies for your name you gotta pick one. Oh my god yeah maybe uh, darkness falls is an alternate name for tooth fairy ah uh, that's crazy though <laughs> I can't believe I remember that I guess it's going pretty deep huh <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> this movie, though, um, uh, well, well, the Tooth Fairy horror movie may have left a, a negative impression on you. This movie left the best possible impression. On- I forgot that this movie existed until I saw that uh, memo on my phone. But then all the memories came flushing back, and then I rewatched it, and I realized how much I love this movie. All the memories. Oh, oh, that was. That was very good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, you're right. This movie actually so good. Like it's funny. It's it's made for kids, right? But it's still funny watching it now that we're not kids anymore. We're 22. We're adults now, I guess. It's still funny. And like, oh my god, it's it's they just don't make them like this anymore. I feel like there's no. Hollywood movies coming out now that have the same fun factor as this movie, as The Pacifier. You know, there's I there's this movie that I recently added to our list with John Cena, which seems like basically the same thing as this one and The Pacifier, except he's like a firefighter. It's called like Playing with Fire or something. Um, that's like the closest thing I can think of, but I don't... This is like a genre that I feel goes so unappreciated the genre of uh big muscly men taking care of little children um and i think honestly we need more of of those movies oh oh, yeah um i feel like there's a movie like that with arnold schwarzenegger uh (laughs) it's like a weird subgenre of of these movies um yeah i here's okay here's the thing right because now i'm i'm thinking about this uh this this horror movie of the tooth fairy which i do think would fit very well with the genre that we pitched at the very beginning with the tooth armor um i got this movie 
not scary, obviously. But I gotta say, <laughs> the scariest thing about this movie is Dwayne Johnson had hair. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that he had hair at some point. But yeah, he did. He uh, he had hair. It was a little unsettling after so long seeing him just completely shaved up there. But you know what? He looks, face-wise, excluding the hair, he looks the same pretty much now as then. Uh, uh, yeah, he's like a Keanu Reeves man, doesn't age. I gotta say, when he first came on the screen, I was like, man, this is a great movie, whatever. Dwayne Dr- The Rock Johnson takes off his helmet, and he's got a, a, a full head of hair. And it took me a moment to calm down from that, because it was a, th- <laughs> a terrifying sight. Um, so unused to it nowadays. But otherwise, yeah, 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 boy looks the same. And there's this whole subplot where the the new kid on on his hockey team is like, "Hey, old man, how uh, you having dinner at four p.m., old man?" Um, and he looks like fucking thirty. And I'm like, "What are you talking about, kid?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Also, uh, just about that, the young kid on his team. I thought that guy was gonna, I looked him up, I thought he was gonna be like a professional hockey player, right? That would make sense, hiring a professional hockey player to um, to play a hockey player in a movie, because it, it's a very specific set of skills you gotta have, and it would take a long time to teach an actor how to do that. Um, of course, they probably used a double, but whatever. But I looked him up. His name in real life is Ryan Sheckler. I'm like, that sounds familiar. I looked him up. He's not a professional hockey player. He's a professional skateboarder. He was on like MTV. <laughs> Tony Hawk who? What? Okay. Um, I don't think that's the same set of skills. No, like I would understand if he was like a professional golfer, like Tiger Woods style. It's basically the same same skill except on the ice. But <laughs> a professional skateboarder? Tony Hawk Underground 2 move aside because this is Ryan Sheckler's hour now. <laughs> um, do you want to do reviews now? Yeah, let's do reviews. Um, so we got some IMDb reviews. We got some letterbox reviews. Um, just for reference, IMDb gave this a 5 out of 10 and Rotten Tomatoes. The critics gave it 18% and the audience gave it 41%. Completely unacceptable. 18. This movie does not deserve an 18%. Come on, critics. It's too good. They gotta... You know what? We're the critics today, and we're gonna give it what it deserves. (laughs) Yeah. So, So what did Letterboxd think of this movie? So I got three Letterboxd reviews for today. Um, They're all pretty short. The first review is by... Emily Trepp, who gave it one and a half stars. I need some amnesia dust after watching this. And then a sad face. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, very good. This is not going well so far. So the second review we have is by Brian uh, Haver Scanlon, who gave it two and a half stars. And he says, I handled the tooth quite well, actually. (laughs) <laughs> because one of the taglines is you can't handle the tooth okay and the last review we have here is by Ryan Antok who gave a one star but his review interestingly enough says tooth out of ten 
Oh, you know, now that I'm converting it in my mind, that does make sense. One yeah. out of five yeah. is two out of ten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does what does IMDb say? IMDb, we got two reviews here. The first one gives it a ten out of ten. Uh, it's by user Anastasia four four seven zero, and their tagline is "Great family film." I don't know what the rest of these reviews were watching, but I took my eleven year old to see this at the theater. And she used her hard-earned money to buy it on DVD as soon as it became available. It's a feel-good story of a jaded and cynical man who realizes that it's okay to dream. It's okay to believe in things you can't see and hope for a better tomorrow. Why on earth is this a bad thing? Sure, parts of the movie rate an 11 out of 10 on the cheese-o-meter, but once again, why is this a bad thing? No, I don't think it's a good date movie or something that a bunch of adults would find entertaining, but when watching it with a group of kids or just one 11-year-old girl, it's a winner. Now I have to agree, sorry, I have to disagree with you there uh, about the adult thing because uh, we are both now certified adults and um, absolutely love this movie. Yeah, I watched The Pacifier. I'm an adult and I love this movie. Confirmed, put a stamp on it. Mail it in. We love it. <laughs> yeah. And the last review is by user Manapool, who gave it a 5 out of 10. And their tagline is, cute, funny, formulaic. This is a cute film. I enjoyed it. I think it did what it was supposed to do. It made me laugh and was easy to watch. One of the few bad things I have to say about it is that it's formulaic. It's a little long, and you know what the outcome will be before it even gets there. Although regardless of that, Dwayne... Julie, Billy, and the English fellow <laughs> do their part to make the film worthwhile, while Miss Judd and the child actors make the story come together. There's a fair amount of whimsy and reality, which makes it great for children and adults, who are children at heart. The little cameo by Seth MacFarlane doesn't hurt either. <laughs> all in all, it's not the best, but it's not the worst. Yeah, it was, I think maybe that's why we like it so much, is because we're children at heart. Um, but they're right. It is a little formulaic, but it's still good. It's still a good movie. So now that we've heard what the internet has to say about this movie, what do we think? If you're new to the podcast, we rate all the movies that we watch on what we call the Goldblum scale, my guy, which is a scale of bad movies. So a 10 out of 10 Goldblooms is not that bad for a bad movie, and a 1 out of 10 Goldblooms is so bad I can barely finish it. I gotta say, this movie, I watched as a kid. I loved it as a kid. Didn't know how I was going to feel now, but I rewatched it, and I loved it again. It's, a, it's, a, it's such a, like, sweet Disney-style movie. Yeah, okay, it's a little formulaic, I agree. But you know what? It was fun. It ma- it's a kid's movie that made me laugh. You know, <laughs> so many kid's movies now are uh, just, like, super directed at kids. But this one's enjoyable as an adult, too. Um, I don't know, maybe it's... The nostalgia, maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it like a seven point five. What do you What are you thinking, girl? Ooh, yeah, all of that. There is definitely a, a nostalgia factor, but I think even if I watched it without having seen it as a kid, like I laughed a lot, a lot more than I thought I was going to during this movie. I think I would have enjoyed it like the same amount. Um, I think I'm going to go with 8.5. Oh, very nice. 
I'm so glad this movie did well. At least an hour eyes. Not. I, I can't get over that 18% as a critic score is ridiculous. Yeah, here's the thing. Uh, a lot of critics think that movie should be catered towards them, grown-ass people. This is a kid's movie. Like, maybe they forgot that. Maybe they're not whimsical. Uh, but it was a good movie. I think it, uh, it held up. You know what? I have, I have something that I want to say to those critics who rated this movie an 18%. I'm going to take it right out of the sweet, sweet mouth of Dwayne The Rock Johnson in this movie and tell them, lower your expectations. It's a kid's movie, man. Lighten up. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. That's good. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to tell them something else. Some, another, another, uh, another little Dwayne The Rock Johnson quote from this movie. You can't score if you don't take the shot. Which reminds me of that quote oh, from The Office. Oh. oh, it reminds me from that line from that uh, uh, Headley song. <laughs> Wait, what What song? Uh, give me a sec. <laughs> okay, while you're looking that up, one more thing I gotta say about this movie. Uh, any sports movie, right, with the song Get Ready For This, automatically good. Tooth Fairy, Space Jam, Bring It On, uh, Amazing, Chef Kiss. Mwah. Like, that song is just... It fits in every sports movie, makes it like 10 times better. Oh, dude, I absolutely agreed. Also, the song I was thinking of was Anything by, <laughs> by Headley. Oh, damn. What, what a, speak of nostalgia, what a throwback. I know, man. Well, I, I guess that's all we have for today. So if any of you have seen Tooth Fairy and you want to, you know, protest that 18% it got on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, you can tell all your complaints to us and we will completely agree with you. You can find us on Twitter uh, and Letterboxd at BMS Podcast, or you can shoot us an email at badmoviesundaypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends if you enjoyed. And in the meantime, we have been Bad Movie Sunday. I'm Ashley. I'm Amy. Amy the Blamey. Oh, yeah, girl. Amy the ba- Amy the Blamey and Bad Bitch coming at ya. <laughs> well, hold on. I could also be Amy the Baby, because, uh, wah, wah, I'm gonna be crying on the ice the whole time. Oh, oh, you know what? Uh, these are all very good options. We have um, a, a plethora, a pool that we can choose from. Uh, <laughs> in the... Uh, in the meantime, we'll stick with our, our regular names until, you know, we get on the ice. Um, but we will see the rest of you next, next week.